Betty? Betty. Betty. <laughs> I was here. I... So wait, so I phony momoed? You phony momo. <laughs> I thought it was oh my god, I had Monday so firmly implanted in my head. <laughs> was like, I was gonna be so ready tomorrow. I was so ready before you. <laughs> Jeez, that's weird. It's so funny. Well, I can't win them all. Oh my god. Finally! I, be, I was five and a half. I get to be saying that you phony momo. I know, I know. Well, enjoy it while you can. I know. This is a really good movie. This is like a really good movie. Um, yeah, that's my favorite one. I know. You saw the trailer. Yeah. Aslan. So we're gonna turn Michael Myers himself into Aslan? Yeah. Okay, so the victims are the sons of Adam and daughters of Eve, right? Yep. Okay, and Loomis is Mr. Beaver? I think that's what oh it was. My God, how did this spiral so far out of control? You see, it's like all it takes is one extra step and then it, <laughs> everything flies off the cliff. I know. Everything was fine until <laughs> I just said that one thing. I know. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. So now he's in his trench coat, hopping around, building dams. Wait, That's what it was. what's her name? The little girl is uh, Lucy? Yes, she so is though. And then Alice is uh, Susan, or what's her name? Rachel? Yes. Rachel is Susan. Rachel is Susan? Oh my and then God. who's Peter? We don't really have a Peter. Um, we have one, but... We have a fallen Peter. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's more like an Edmund. Isn't that technically an Edmund? He just Brady? goes off with Boobaloo. Yeah, Brady. So Edmund's Brady. So there is no Peter. Oh my God, that's so funny. There is no Peter. Oh my God. There is no Betty. I love this movie. Wait, you're at 10? No, three. Oh, yeah, you're at three. Okay, so what are, then... What are we bringing to this? What are we bringing? We're bringing... What happens in the movie that relates to something? Clowns. Well, I don't yeah. have one handy. I don't have a clown handy. Or clowns. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> I know. Uh, a mask? Well, I ought to be. I was five and a half. That's the best. Do you have a Do you have a mask? <laughs> no, I don't have a mask handy either. Sweet. But we need something to bring. We need something to bring. We can't show up empty-handed. Okay, so looking around the room for clowns. Trench coat is what I'm wearing. Trench coat. In honor of the loom. Ah, uh, fruit of the loom. I, that's I was gonna go there, but I stopped myself. I almost brought my fruit of the looms. Oh my god! Oh, I don't have any fruit of the looms. I didn't want to start out on that foot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I ah. Uh, um. Too. Candles. Candles for Halloween. I have candles. Okay. Yeah, this is a good thing. Yeah, I'm pretty much ready. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Woohoo! Hey. So today is pretty crazy because we are, we've been back. We've been back with Jason and we've been back with Freddie. And now we are back with Michael Myers. Yeah. The slasher genre is back in the house for the late 80s and Halloween 4 is brand spanking new for 1988. It's the hot new thing. Michael Myers 
has supposedly been dead for 10 years now. So pretty much a generation has passed. Oh, yeah. oh A whole yeah. generation has passed and no Michael Myers. So he's finally about to return to Haddonfield. And I think that he's going to be going trick-or-treating. I'm so excited. Also, we will cover Halloween 3, but yeah. not for this because it's entirely outside of the story of Michael Myers. Yeah, so for anyone wondering what the hell happened here, we skipped Halloween 2 for one reason, which was because it sucked. And then <laughs> <laughs> we skipped Halloween 3 because it had nothing to do with the actual Halloween saga. But, but it's really fun in its own right. It is a great sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. It's really, really a good film. It's just that it can be extremely confusing to people. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to stay within what is generally considered the canon of Halloween. Yeah, exactly. And Season of the Witch, um, Halloween 3, is is really fun. So we can do that on a different day. But because we're in this line of um, the slashers kind of revamping for the late 80s, Halloween 4 makes sense to do after yeah. Jason lives and Freddy comes back. And now we're in, we're in the party mode. And let's see what happens 10 years later. So yeah. what, what did you bring for well, Halloween 4? I've got with me a trench coat, and I wanted to bring this trench coat because Dr. Loomis is my favorite character in probably the history of slasher movies as a whole. Yeah, I love him too. just so much, and that trench coat of his is iconic. So today I have my trench coat in honor of Dr. Loomis, who I lovingly refer to as the loom the loom love the loom and i think if anyone doesn't remember loomis is the pretty much the only one who actually understands what michael myers is and warns the people to to be afraid and to to get away yes which is an incredibly important dynamic because this is the only series that features such a thing, especially in this ongoing, dramatically played out way mm -hmm. where they develop such a connection yeah. that it turns into a sick thing. Yeah, it does. Because Loomis has known him since a, he was a boy, since that first night. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's tell the people that. So remember when we covered Halloween 1, mm -hmm. little Michael Myers was a tiny little boy, and he committed that murder and then he was locked away in sort of a mental institution and the doctor who was assigned to his case was Dr. Sam Loomis. Mm -hmm. So this relationship goes back decades at this point and as Dr. Loomis told us in the first movie, mm -hmm. he spent the first several years trying to reach him yes. but then he realized that there was nothing behind those eyes, the blackest mm -hmm. eyes. So he dedicated the rest of his time to trying to keep him locked up. Oh, you are excited for Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. And we, oh, I wish that we had Fruit of the Loom 
that we could bring for Loomis, but we don't. <laughs> right. Right. And, we, uh, <laughs> we have had quite a bit of fun with Dr. Loomis in our time. Yes, we have. And I wanted to bring a clown, but I don't have a clown handy. But you didn't have a clown on hand. <laughs> and I didn't. Right? Which is, is somehow surprising to me, <laughs> if yeah. I'm being honest. <laughs> I figured there was one in the like a closet or something. You know, I know. I feel like I really should have planned for that better. But <laughs> I do... <laughs> I do have candles because it's Halloween and because of the pumpkins. Like I, we do have candles. So I feel like yeah. setting, you know, the ambiance. And this, I will say right now, this is my favorite in the Halloween yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's your favorite. It's actually my favorite because as much as I love <clears throat> Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori Strode, um, I, I absolutely love the little girl in Halloween four. I think the dynamic, what they did at which we'll see with kind of continuing the lineage with bringing a whole franchise back the way that they had little Jamie, cause her name is Jamie. I mean, come on. That's perfect. Shout out. Yeah. Um, but the way that she acts like just as a character and, and how her relationship is with Michael and, and, what happens with kicking this off to then continue in part five and six. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's absolutely incredible. And um, this movie has a very, very special place in my heart because uh, we're back in Haddonfield, mm -hmm. you know, after we took a detour to have an entire movie take place inside of a hospital mm -hmm. and then had the sequel that had nothing to do with the story and all of these years have passed, but now we're coming back home. Michael mm -hmm. Myers is coming back home. Um, just a little bit of a backstory since we did not cover part two. I was going to say. Yeah, I would like to note mm -hmm. that at the end of that film, Michael Myers was presumably burned to death in a fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at the climax of that film, the hospital in which the movie took place ended up exploding and burning down with Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis inside. Right. And then the movie ended. So as far as we know, both Myers and Loomis were killed in that fire. Right. And Loomis saved Lori, though. He got her out. Yes. Loomis sacrificed himself mm -hmm. to save Lori. Now, there's one other thing we're going to have to mention. Lori. <laughs> yes. So what what did we learn about Lori Strode in Halloween 2? Okay. So this is a huge thing that now like continues the rest of the saga. We learned that Lori and Michael Myers are related. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're brother and They're sister. They're brother and sister. They're siblings. So our final girl of Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, is actually Michael Myers' sister, but she was adopted, correct? By another family. After. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. She was adopted. So, oh, what a tangled web we weave. Mm -hmm. And things have gotten pretty complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, we Halloween is a standalone movie. Its beauty is actually its simplicity. Right. Yes. But yes. then the Halloween series, mm -hmm. its beauty 
is its complexity. Oh, it gets a little insane. It's this is only the beginning. Oh, it's only four, the beginning. We are literally at the beginning of this storyline spiraling so far out of control <laughs> and touching so many different facets of life and getting into demonology oh, and yeah. and getting into the occult and getting into all of this mysticism all of mm -hmm. a sudden. Mm -hmm. So in a never-ending attempt to have us understand why Michael Myers does what he does, mm -hmm. we are going to get into some deep stuff. It's going to yeah. be great. I'm so <laughs> excited, and I'm so excited for the reveal of who Jamie is, because that, to me, is the perfect way to continue the story. Oh, that's going to be so excellent. And also, um, just in case Halloween 2 happens to be anyone's favorite movie of all time or something like that, our experience watching it, it's its not that we legitimately hated it or anything no. like that. And we've seen it many, many, many times and yes. know it, you know, front to back. But we noticed a couple of things that really didn't, didn't mesh well mm -hmm. with the way that we're telling the story of the legacy of slasher movies. Mm -hmm. And they made a few mistakes in that film mm -hmm. that caused it to not hold up, you know, one of which the most important of which, in fact, is the radical departure that uh, Laurie Strode's character took. Yeah. You know, she's a totally different human being. She lost 100% of that inner strength and spunk that she had the in the previous film. The the yeah, the courage. And, and I, I do think, you know, to her credit, it's she's been through this traumatic thing. They pick up right where they left off. So she's in this this trauma hell of a hospital, you know, yes. running and she's, she, so that is the point of view yes. of the movie. And personally, you know, we could be in Lori's trauma. Uh, however, in Halloween one, the, and the point really of final girls is to then overcome what's happening and face the, the slasher. And so I almost think of Halloween 2 as as a departure completely from the slasher um, like roadmap because the final girl is is still Jamie. It's, it's still Lori and it's it doesn't actually become a final girl. The, the story is really about Loomis and Michael in part two. And in fact, Lori's role in that film is as damsel in distress. Oh, absolutely. So that radically alters the very nature of the film. And as you said, it is a detour on the roadmap. We think that we're driving straight through on our highway. Next thing <laughs> you know, we're at a hot dog stand in Des Moines. Whoa, you know? <laughs> oh no. And you don't even eat hot dogs. So. Exactly, so what are we doing? So we, I mean, it's not like we didn't have any fun when we watched Halloween 2, because we had a lot of fun. We oh, had yeah, a lot of fun. because Michael's in, in heels. He wears platform shoes in that movie. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I had actually <laughs> repressed that memory. Remember? But now I do remember. It's all coming back. So that was that was just completely out of nowhere. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> all of a sudden, Michael Myers is all disco. Oh, my know? goodness. It's so and funny. <laughs> speaking of Michael Myers being different, so um... now let's actually talk about the most important thing from a cinematic standpoint. Yep. You know, all, all of a sudden, He's Michael Myers <laughs> turned into Jason in yes. his methodology and his presentation. Mm 
um, his body language. So mm-hmm. he lost that mystical thing that he had in part one, you know, where he was cool as a cucumber well, and just like yeah. barely there. He was the shape. He was the shape in part shape. one. I mean, yeah. he was literally credited as the shape, but not even Michael Myers. So I think what happened and which we saw with Jason lives and that was kind of part of the fun, which he became Bruce Willis die hard. And, and then Freddie of course gets away with anything because it's the dream world. So what I think happened was Michael comes back and in a way to compete instead of retaining the shape, which I absolutely love. And I think they could have done, but they chose to kind of combine the powers of the the popular franchises so he has like the brute strength of jason and like the teleporting skills of freddy all of a sudden so yes that's the michael we have in 1988 there's a lot going on with michael um he has mystical powers and a brutality about his killing methods that is much more typical of Jason. This transition began in Halloween 2 when all of a sudden, because of the success of the original Friday the 13th film, mm-hmm. Halloween 2's death count quadrupled. Yes, it did. That was the other thing. Yeah, it quadrupled. There were so many kills in that movie. And, and yep. I mean, we're, we're talking about, like, this movie is from back in the days, too. So Halloween right. 2 was, like, the, the pioneer of the over-the-top body count thing. Right. And it was a little off-putting because we were fresh off of Halloween 1, which prides itself on its suspense, you know, yes, its pacing. Absolutely. There were, like, four murders the whole movie. And only three of them were even on the screen. I know. So, and yet, not gory, you know, by the way. Not gory at all. Not gory at all. So so Hall- Halloween 1 had so much going for it, but then ha- Halloween 2 was blatantly cashing in on what was now a full-fledged formula that the right. genre had right. based on Friday the 13th. So Michael Myers started to turn into Jason and the movies themselves began to turn into Friday mm-hmm. the 13th mm-hmm. films. So what you have is the originator imitating the <laughs> imitator that originally imitated it it's like okay? the best thing ever because 88 like i said you know it's my it's my era it's the party era and i tend to to have more fun with uh the atmosphere of like this billy mentality billy being you know we talked about it a lot in the like 1984 era yes let's um, revisit billy Let's revisit Billy Billy, because everybody's named Billy in the eighties and Billy just really means that eighties mentality, bright colors, Madonna, you know, everybody's (laughs) having fun. And it's, it's a very different atmosphere than the early slashers, which were still disco and very serious. So anyway, you can also do the free AMC subscription just to watch this movie. So, um, we're at three seconds. It's also on YouTube. I will do countdown, three, two, one, and press play on. So, okay. Ready? Three. Ready. Two, one, play. Ooh, does it say October 30th, 1988? 
Yes, it does. And I'm already excited. Look at this uh, atmosphere already. It's so like back to where we were in that first movie with, oh, look at it. The, there's like skulls and pumpkins. Halloween 4 just appearing on the screen. Kind of a desolate town. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's really, it's really loving this. The leaves, the, the fog. Almost expect a dust ball to just roll across the screen. Mm -hmm. Oh, introducing Danielle Harris. So she's little Jamie. She's my absolute favorite. And look at that ghost hanging from a tree. Didn't that kind of look like old Jack? Oh, Jack, Nightmare on Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, your favorite movie ever. I just watched it again yesterday while we were decorating the tree. And I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, you do. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing it like every day during December. And I have Little Jack, uh, you know, the Little Jack doll. I have Sally. I'm all about it. Yeah, you really are. You're a super fan. Okay, look at this. It's raining. There's an ambulance. Like, we are in a Halloween mode. And, by the way, we're getting a little bit back to, if we can't say serious, I will say more serious. This is not Nightmare on Elm Street joke, jokesters. Um, it's not Friday the 13th camp. Like, this, this is a whole different vibe. Yeah, this movie represents a total return to form. I, I think that's why it hit me so well and, and always has because we're like bringing it back to the traditional style. Oh, the fog over there. So we're in a sanitarium now. Some dude just walked out with a yellow raincoat. Shout out Friday 13th part one. Remember with his yellow raincoat? Yes, exactly. That was an homage to Steve Christie from Friday the 13th. So, okay, we have, I believe it's Michael, right? He's being transferred from the other sanitarium to this sanitarium? Yeah, so he's, he's transferring back to Smith's Grove at this point because he has been treated for his severe burns and... Right. Uh, he was actually in a coma for a while. We thought he was dead, but it turns out he was just in a coma. And David Lee Roth just walked out. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was wearing exactly like the pants of Van Halen. I don't know who that guy was walking down the hallway. He was really fun. <laughs> and if you hear snoring, it's Penny. I can't get her to stop. Yeah, Penny, the, the mascot of Slashers and Suits. My little piggy. So this movie is subtitled The Return of Michael Myers. See, that's the thing. It's basically it, what I love, which is why I think we can, we're a little bit discounting, not discounting part two, but putting it on the back burner. Aside from those notes of family connection, is because they are too. He just said it's been a decade. You know, this this is picking up like right where we left off. Yeah. And apparently he's still in all of his bandages 10 years later. Is that right? <laughs> yes. He's he's somehow still in his bandages 10 years later. He's just been chilling. 
in this place. So, um, but <laughs> I will say that it is almost impossible to accurately describe just how much hype this movie generated when it announced in the previews that Michael Myers was coming back after 10 years. Well, you kind of had to after Season of the Witch when people were like, um, excuse me, what is this movie? Yeah, everyone abandoned. They got so mad about mm -hmm. that. And so I think everyone thought that the Halloween series was over, but then here it comes back with a vengeance. Ooh, okay, so... Oh, shout out to Dr. Loomis. So they're saying, is he going to be here because Michael was his patient forever? And I'm still wondering, what is going on? Has he just been down for the count for 10 years? Yeah, he's basically just been in a coma this entire time. And they've been keeping him on life support and tending to his wounds and stuff like that. Um, oh, so he's on the move. He's on the move. He is on the move. Okay. Classic Halloween theme plays. We we are so back home at this point with this music. Oh, and theme music comes on right when Michael's being wheeled out of the hospital and he's yeah. on the move. And hey, Sue, what do I mean when I say Michael Myers is on the move? Well, what you mean when you say Michael Myers is on the move <laughs> is... Just like Aslan. <laughs> <laughs> just like Aslan. So we are big fans of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes, we are. And uh, we watched that all the time when we were kids. And so every time that <laughs> Aslan was active, mm -hmm. they would say that Aslan is on the move. Whenever the big, he was on yeah. you know, our physical plane, right? The, He's the on the move. The big lion character and, and the little kids. The, yes. Who the, the humans were called... What were they called? Sons of Adam and Daughters of Eve. Exactly. So, so that's what we're doing with this movie. Just like Aslan, the lion was on the move. Michael Myers is now on the move and his victims, Ooh. we're gonna call Sons of Adam and Daughters of Eve. I think we have, we've got some right here. We've got, we've got Adam and Eve. <laughs> here we go. One less son of Adam, thumb oh. to the forehead. Which again, that's where we're going when we say we've got a little bit of that Jason because what? Yeah, <laughs> that was a Jason, Jason kill as it gets just now. And there was no blood, if I remember, in Halloween 1. Correct. There was no blood at all. Right. So that's a bit different that you'll see, you know, just gore warning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at Jamie. She's so cute. All right. So here's Jamie and here's Rachel. Oh, I don't like that she says that they're not really sisters because Jamie's been taken in with this foster family because she's had some, some trauma go on, which we'll figure out. But yes, can't she just play along and be like, yeah, we're sisters. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was a little mean I of know. her. Like, what the heck? So I would I would disagree. They're definitely real sisters. They're just not biological sisters. Exactly. You know, they're they're as real as it gets though, because this family took in little Jamie um 
for reasons that we're going to find out later. Well, and note that Rachel just said, your mom used to babysit me when I was little. Yes. Yes. Jamie's mother used to babysit Rachel. So who do we know that was babysitting in the 70s? Ooh. Look at that windows open. Uh-oh. I'll tell you who. My wife. Yeah, it's your wife, Jamie Lee Curtis. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's not allowed in this one, just because she's mentioned. She's not going to be part of who would you be with? Oh, I know. We can't We can't use the mystical Jamie Lee Curtis exemption? Nope. Well, darn. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think that it's not good that the window was open in little Jamie's room. I think, I think now that we know that Michael's on the move. Michael is on the move. Oh, snap. Oh, look at this. It says mom. Look at this. So Lori Strode, Lori Strode, our final girl from Halloween one, the legend, Jamie Lee Curtis, is this girl's mother. And her name is Jamie. Oh, yeah. Michael in the mirror. Oh, awesome. and by the way, too, um, everybody needs to know Curtis's character, Lori Strode, is dead at this part in the storyline. Yes, that's right. Yeah, she... Uh, Something happened. Uh, I think they're going to call it a car crash. But her daughter ended up in foster care with this family, the big sister that we just met, the blonde. Her name's Rachel. Right. And uh, they're just here in suburbia doing their thing. And the it, it remains mysterious. We don't really know. Maybe she's, you know, who knows? Because as the storyline progresses with Halloween, obviously Jamie Lee Curtis is yeah you know always always with us <laughs> she's, she's always with us and uh, most people know that she comes back yeah. in halloween 7. yeah i mean we just had a, a big halloween release this halloween with jamie lee curtis so we'll see what happens with that plot line but for right, right now Lori strode has died her daughter jamie is here with this family and michael just appeared in the mirror when the when the lightning went off, and that was awesome. Yeah, so she has some sort of a uh, a psychic connection with Michael Myers, actually. So let's not forget that Michael Myers is this girl's uncle. Okay, and he just did the grab. Oh, grab underneath the bed. The classic. Um, the sit up. You know, the sit up. That's what it is. <laughs> he did the sit up. Did Yay. the sit up. I like the sit up. Oh my god! And now he's. Little okay. slow-mo. Look at this slow-mo. I love slow-mo. It's the foster yeah. parents coming to help. Oh. And it was a dream. It was a nightmare. This is uh this is a recurring nightmare, in fact, <laughs> that little little Jamie Lloyd uh always has. And she doesn't know why she has these nightmares, but we do. And mm -hmm. and that's because of her profound connection to Michael Myers. She has a direct spirit link with him. They are, yeah. they are very attached in ways that we're going to find out later, and it is not going to disappoint. Ooh, I'm so excited right now. Now it's Halloween, and we are in Haddonfield. This, look at this perfect trick-or-treating neighborhood, by the way. Yeah, it is. It. it is. This is great stuff. So just a, a classic Midwestern neighborhood. 
Okay, you know what's so funny looking at the houses too? Which I was, <laughs> my love for Nightmare knows no bounds apparently. Because when we were decorating, I realized my house is green with a red door. Wow. So just I like love it. Just like the Elm Street house. And I literally did not even make that association. Just like the Elm Street house. The extent to which the Elm Street series has touched your life. <laughs> it's just unreal. I, your, your love of Freddy is inspiring to me. <laughs> it's a little, little, <laughs> a little nuts with it. All right, oh, so here you. here we have some some classic, um, the kind of buildup that I like. You know Me what too. I mean? I, after we have the traumatic stuff at the very beginning, then yep. we kind of flip it into yep. everything's normal, everything's cool. It's just another day in the suburbs, and they're talking about boys and homecoming, dances, and high school dating and whatnot. Dieting, and I love when the parents are involved and you get that little home life. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of familial interplay at work here and uh, Rachel manages to keep messing up when it comes to little Jamie she keeps saying things that are probably hurtful Aww. so she needs to she needs to work on that but but we know that she loves her you know what I mean yeah definitely poor little Jamie so now Jamie is feeling very bad feeling like she's getting in the way of her big sister's plans and that she's a burden oh look at the cute little puppy so we're getting we're getting a nice introduction to this family dynamic um so that we can go forth knowing who they are and where they stand on things and all of this is going to matter later yes absolutely oh my goodness i love jamie's little pink jacket i have one just like it <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part where we have our teenager who's acting like an adult. You know, she's basically becoming the mother figure of Jamie more so than right. like the foster mom. Yep, sure is. Sure is. Now, here comes the legend. Oh no. Here we go. Who is it? The one and only Dr. Loomis, and he has been through an explosion and a fire, so he is now seriously burned. Ooh, Michael M. Wonder what the M stands for. His his little middle name. <laughs> yeah, remember when we used to call him Michel Myers? Oh yes, the French the French yes. version of Halloween, Michel. Yes. Words cannot express how much I love this character. Dr. Loomis is an absolute legend. Evil on two legs. He's also, he's an archetype in and of himself. I know. He, he established this archetype of the fatherly, helpful character who is also hunting for the same killer and knows the story. Oof. He looks so sad. Wait a sec, was that Wynn? 
Yeah, that was Dr. Wynn. Okay, so everybody just like take a little note of who Dr. Wynn is. Right? Yeah. So Dr. Wynn also appeared in the first movie, but only for about 10 seconds when they were walking out of the sanitarium together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they are colleagues and they essentially have the same rank at work. So they are the two uh, superiors. They run the whole thing. Right. And they do so in a very X-Files manner in which they have opposite personalities, but this interesting partnership. And Loomis was just driving on the opposite side of the road. I think that's because he's British. Yes, that is because he's British. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he had a little moment there. <laughs> so the the relationship between Loomis and Wynn is such that Loomis brings the folkloric, mm -hmm. superstitious, uh, one might say open-minded aspect to his job. Whereas Wynn is the pure scientist. Ooh. So... Now, so they got a call that they're, you know, the ambulance and uh, the paramedics have died. And Loomis knows. Loomis just knows Michael got out. It's like time for him to return. He killed everybody. There's so much blood, by the way, in the ambulance that's crashed into this river. And that's very different as well from Halloween 1, obviously. Oh, for sure. For sure. But not different at all from movies like Die Hard or Rambo or Commando. Oh, or no, not at all. I just mean as far as like they're they're kind of merging the FTT essence. Yes, very, very much so. Because that's the hype. You know, that's been really popular right now. They They're kind of upping their game with makeup artistry and special you know they, they kind of have to get in, yeah they have to awesome i do too they they have to play the game because everybody else has up their game so it's like who are you going to get to be a makeup artist after you have tom savini i think that's why it's such a good fight that they all have because no one has savini in the late 80s nobody has savini Ooh. okay so this is I love this. They're showing an auto shop because obviously we know from part one, Michael can drive. Yeah. So what would he be looking for? Loomis in the, in the Monte Carlo. Um, beautiful, beautiful thing. So I, yeah. I, wow. This is um, just the film style is kind of capturing me right now, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like a little bit raw and they're in the middle of nowhere and you know something's gonna happen, mm -hmm. but you don't know just what. And we just got a POV shot of Michael Myers looking at Loomis from inside of the garage. Ooh, and oh, we should, do we have a kill count? Oh, um, let's get on it while we still can. Yeah. So the two paramedics mm -hmm. are one and two, right? Yep. And then this guy, the auto mechanic, is he number three? He's number three, I believe. All right, so we're at three. Okay. That was the fun uh, shock moment, too, with, with the mechanic coming out, and then Michael was right there with the bandages on. Yeah. Yeah, that was great stuff. So, um, 
I like so we're, we're at three kills right now, mm-hmm. which is the grand total of the amount of on-screen kills in the first Halloween movie. Interesting. We're at three kills in 15 minutes. So I also just do want to express, as you did, that when we point these out, these are not critiques. No. We're not we're not saying that it's a bad thing. We're just telling it like it is. Ooh. You know. Okay. We actually so... we actually kind of like it. Dude coming down in chains though. Yeah, that was good. Ew. So is that four or was that the mechanic? I can't, I can't tell. That was the mechanic. It was the mechanic. And because obviously we know you know, Michael has a very um, particular sense of style. Yes. So he would opt for the mechanic for the jumpsuit, right? Because he's 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 wanting to to have his flair. I mean, that's what's yes. really going on. His flair. Now look at the Abe Lincoln photos in the back of oh Doctor Loomis. Oh my God! Lewis. Yes. What are we? Perhaps. So what are we saying? Well, I think we might be saying that the the emancipation of Haddonfield from Michael Myers Ooh. is is uh, in the highest degree of priority. Absolutely. Agree. So we're going to need to develop some sort of proclamation that will mm-hmm. allow the citizens of Haddonfield to trick or treat without fear. See, and that's Loomis. That's our president right here. And I think. It's also very yes. progressive. It's very progressive of these movies. Oops. Yes, extremely progressive. So Loomis is indeed the, the president, and he's also setting a precedent mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that he Ooh. has now survived two movies and is rocking and rolling in the third. So this is actually unheard of. Okay. It- also, Kill Count 4, there was a woman at the front, and... Loomis just had a showdown with Michael. I yes. will say Michael's in his jumpsuit. I was he in his mask already? Because I no, he was not in his mask already. But nope, he's on the move. He's he is absolutely on the move now because it's 1988. We're gonna have a lot more of these like um, action effects and mm-hmm. explosions and fires and stuff. Die so hard. that's fun. Yeah, the diehard thing. Now this scene really shows how brutal kids can be the way they treat each other. Listen to the stuff they say to her. Ugh. I honestly I can't stand kids. No, you hate you hate kids. <laughs> because look what they're doing. Only Jamie, I like Jamie. Yeah, me too. But see, is- people don't think that they can they can get one of these. They you know, you might not get a Jamie. I know. <laughs> I know. It, it, okay, so they're literally they're following her saying Jamie's an orphan. They're mocking they're mocking her for being an orphan. It's just absolutely sick. So oh, you know terrible. They uh their parents need to teach them a thing or two. I'd say, oh, in the slow-mo run. Oh, look <laughs> at her face. Is she so sad with her little lunchbox? I can't even take how cute Jamie is. And I'm also like, this oh. scene, did you notice how it mirrored the scene from Halloween one with Tommy. Yep. Remember how Tommy Doyle used to get bullied too? Yeah, exactly. Because kids are awful. So there's this bullying sub theme. Oh my goodness. 
Now, okay, so so here comes Rachel. Now, what is her friend's name again? Let's try to figure that out. I always forget because they don't show her as much as they need to because I really yeah. like this friend. We'll see her other friend in a little bit. The, you know. Well, this is, boobers. yeah, this is the cooler friend right here for I sure. Say, why for the hell sure. isn't she here more than the boobaloo? But I think that she ends up disappearing somehow. I mean, yeah, she just she just goes away. There's no explanation. That's at all. weird. Oh, and she's so cool. She see, she's like the Billy aspect. Look at that hair. She's ready to just go party with Madonna and have some fun. Yeah, and I like their friendship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just kind of the way that they both uh take care of little Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's that's what I mean. She's like the little daughter figure. And yeah. I love this driving scene because it mirrors part one with yes. Lori yes. and when they're talking about Ben Tramer. Uh-huh. Okay. So here we are at the um, at the drugstore, which is also a Halloween store now because it's October. And we see our boobaloo, which there's no point in hiding it. The second you see her, you know what she's here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's I mean, Boobaloo of the drugstore. Boobaloo of the drugstore. Oh my goodness. And some we these are some great characters. Look at this guy with his hair the blonde hair and the little jacket. What a yuppie. Yep. Yeah, so we, we like to imagine his name is like Brock or Brock. something. It's so it'd totally be Brock. Ugh. And then Brady, Brady is the one at the cash register, the guy who works there, who also happens to be Rachel's boyfriend. Yeah, I don't know if I like Brady. Right? The jury's kind of still out on him for you. It's out because... You I go just... both ways with, with Brady, though. Yeah, I, noticed that. I know. I know. We'll see, because eh, we'll see what happens by the end of the movie. But right now... I just, I don't like that he's even working with Boobaloo. I think that's a dangerous combo when <laughs> his girlfriend is Rachel. I mean, come on. Right. Oh. So Jamie needs a Halloween costume. Oh, I love this store. Why is there a hay bale? Yeah, I was wondering that too. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I like the old-fashioned drug stores in yeah. general. They're pretty cool, very rustic now when we view them today. Michael Myers mask is just up with all the masks. Yeah, so they're selling a Michael Myers mask, um, which is definitely a little bit of breaking the fourth wall. Well, because he originally got a mask from a drug store, but what, I want to know what they're saying the mask is. Or is yeah, it just I mean, supposed to be creepy? If you look at the tag, does it say William Shatner painted <laughs> white with enlarged <laughs> eye holes? That's what I wanted. I, I think it does. Oh, it does. look what Jamie's getting. So she found a little clown costume. And where do we know a little clown costume from? Hey, well, I was a little clown one year. <laughs> oh my God. A very, um, very long time ago. Adorable and hilarious. So, also, in Halloween 1, 
when young Michael Myers, child Michael Myers was doing the first kill, he put a clown mask on and he had been in a clown costume for Halloween. So Jamie's drawn to it for perhaps some unknown reason. Yeah, this, this connection intensifies. See, okay, here's where I start getting mad at Brady because he doesn't understand that Rachel needs to be there for Jamie right now. So he needs to just walk on by. Yeah. <gasps> Look at that though. Okay. Amazing. So Jamie looks in the mirror, putting on the clown costume and sees little Michael Myers in the clown costume. And that was an excellent scene. Who else is in the mirror? Um, Michael! I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> no, that was the one, the one second I looked away. <laughs> hey, Sue, Michael Myers is in the mirror. Yay, I love that. And then she, like, backs into the mirror and it breaks and everybody comes. Oh, wait, how did Loomis? Oh, he's just walking. Okay, so now we're with Loomis just on the road trying to get to Haddonfield, I assume? Because he knows that's where Michael's going. So he's hitchhiking. Yeah, you're hitchhiking with a bad leg. And one would hope someone picks him up. Oh, no. So there's a car full of cheerleaders and jocks that pulls over, seemingly oh, going to give him a ride and watch an old man limp to look at this though look at this little oh, stupid ass prank drive away and leave him in the dust i honestly cannot stand those people <laughs> can't stand him at all i'm it's, and to do that to oh. to this guy to do that to dr loomis man shame on them you know you you just uh you start to feel like maybe they ought to cross paths with one michael myers you know what i, I kind of <laughs> want to point them to hadfield yeah. <laughs> That's where the sons of Adams and daughters of Eve's go. Yay. Oh, who is this guy? Because I love him. The guy who actually picked Loomis up. I call him the preacher. The preacher. He is <laughs> like born again, all about yeah. he's having some visions and spreading the good word with his mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got uh he's got his Jesus stickers oh and little ayahuasca. And he's just on a road trip. He's like dedicating the rest of his life to uh, spreading the quote unquote gospel. He reminds me of Crazy Ralph. You know what? He almost looks like Crazy Ralph's brother. I know. Oh my gosh. Like the, the resemblance. I know. I love it so much. So I think that's kind of like the trope of this guy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But Loomis understands the, the talk about damnation and apocalypse because he's thinking in terms of Michael Myers. Exactly. Exactly. So they end up having an, an excellent conversation. Oh, I love it so much. And of course, he's the one that would pick up Loomis. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> this guy's actually really nice. And Loomis is like, yeah, I'll take a drink. I'll take some whiskey. Why not? Because he, he has to be trapped in a car with this guy. <laughs> But he's laughing. Well. Look, at, look at Loomis smile for the first time ever. I know. 
I know that was that was really a warm smile from good old Dr. Loomis. We really love him around here. Okay, little kitties, TPing houses on Halloween. That used to be a pretty big deal. The TPing toilet house? paper thing. Know, yeah, right? that, that that used to be like every neighborhood, every Halloween, kids would do that, and they'd also throw eggs at houses too. That kind of went away. Yeah, it went away because people would throw eggs through windows and stuff. Mm. <laughs> it got it got a little bit messy between neighbors. Good lord. 80s were interesting. Yeah. And the night before Halloween, too, which was um, called Mischief Night. Yay, fun. Yeah. Okay, so classic setup. Mm-hmm. We have POV of the house with Jamie and Rachel, and the parents are leaving for the night because that's yep. how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. And they're they're probably going to a cocktail party. Mm-hmm. Um with uh, the people from the office. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, POV of the window. So Michael is, I can't remember if there's like a specific fascination with Rachel or if it's just because she's with Jamie. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think Michael's ultimate plan here is to get to Jamie. I don't think that he necessarily wants to harm her. I think that he's drawn to her mm-hmm. based on that psychic connection that they have. And I, I think that Michael Myers would ultimately like to, quote unquote, fix himself if possible. Well, and I almost wonder with Rachel too, knowing that Lori babysat her when she was a kid, I wonder if Michael ever saw Rachel as a kid. I wonder. Because wouldn't that be interesting? Maybe we should go back and see if any of the little girls in Halloween 1 that were being babysat were named uh, Rachel. Ooh. Oh, my God. The, the, the picture of Lori from basically the movie. Oh, my God. Look, it's little yeah. Michael Myers. Yep. He found a picture of himself as a child in a clown suit. Clown suit. And now Jamie. That must... So that's a really interesting connection, too, because not only is Jamie related, she's now in visually representing the night that everything spun out of control for Michael. Exactly. Exactly. So here Loomis is looking for Sheriff Lee Brackett, who was the sheriff in the first film. But he's gone. He's he's been retired for a while now. Oh, and this is going to be, are the cops going to believe Loomis about Michael? So I think they all think he's crazy, but they're going to have to listen. And the cops in Halloween movies are very different from cops in the other slashers. Oh, yeah. Especially Friday the 13th. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Cops here are actually (laughs) trying to do their jobs. Yeah, cops cops here are are cops, but cops in Friday the 13th are like total comedy characters. (laughs) Oh, why aren't you believing him? 
There we go. So we just call him the sheriff. We don't we yeah. don't really have any funny little names for him because he's not representing himself that way. Right, exactly. Aww. See, his story is true. So yep. there we look go. At the, look at the sheriff. Look at the action. sheriff uh, recognizes it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Oh my God, there was like a drug, don't do drugs poster. My classic 80s stuff right there. <laughs> funny. Just say no. Dare. <laughs> the dare program. Oh. That was fun. Dare. Oh, look at Jamie trick-or-treating. It's so cute too, because Rachel, <laughs> again, is like 16 and you know, she's just going along with Jamie, not even dressed up, just completely acting like she's above it and too old, like she's 40. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, look, some nice kids. For her, um, I'm so glad that she ran into them. Uh-oh, Michael. Wait a second. Michael... So where is he? This is uh, Boobaloo's house, I believe, because she's the sheriff's daughter. Oh, no. Here we go. Cops do it by the book. That is the t-shirt that she's wearing. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's the daughter of the sheriff. Yep. Of course she is, Boobaloo. I do not like her, by the way. <laughs> so, something really bad just happened. Um, Rachel just caught her boyfriend in the house with Boobaloo. Brady, see, I can't stand him right now. And this Boobaloo, usually I don't have this much of a problem with Boobaloos. They're kind of funny usually, but this one is stepping on my girl Rachel. So, yeah. like, I'm going to need her to go. Yeah, there are some boobaloos that you just don't do. Like, no. um, you're the originator of throwing boobaloos into the well, <laughs> so I believe, is what happened one time. Um, oh. I forget which movie, but you just said, throw her into the well. <laughs> April so, Fool's Day. Yeah, April Fool's Day. You said, throw her into the well, that's it. You know. <laughs> so there are different degrees Mm -hmm. of boobaloos and we yep. distinguish them based on their level of guilt versus innocence absolutely and for those like who haven't listened to episodes before boobaloos is the term for exactly what that girl is yeah. <laughs> uh you know just using what she's got to get what she wants and sometimes you know they're they can be funny or nice um, yeah. sometimes they could be a little airheady, but this one, you know, she knows what she's doing to Rachel. I don't like that at all. And yeah. it's like, she's clearly, the Boobaloos are the ones who we bust in from Ohio who are on a porn audition when they should be in a slasher. That's right. That's right. And so contrast this Boobaloo with the one from, uh, Friday the 13th part five, Boobaloo of the Diner. Oh, Boobaloo of the Diner. Absolutely no problem with. She's totally just, innocent. She's yeah. just doing her thing. Yep. And um, 
like has really good vibes. Yeah, I might add to. Whereas this Boobaloo is 100% calculated, mm. malicious. She's what you might call a vixen or a harlot. Yeah. Oh, I love when the townsfolk get in their trucks and now they're on the hunt for Michael Myers. You know, they. How fun is that? Oh, they had their Heineken and now they're going to go get him. Yeah, they formed a posse. They actually formed a posse to take out Michael Myers. And it's like, this is kind of the, like, hillbilly aspect of Haddonfield. Yeah, yeah. So there's, like, a hillbilly side of town, and then you have the yuppies. Um, pretty typical 1980s America. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, this hillbilly sub-theme, it begins now, and it explodes in part five. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that polarizing movie yeah where we where all of a sudden no! we hear bluegrass playing oh. michael oh. got to the dog the dog uh, yeah that's the worst part for me i know i hate it it's so sad I know. it's worse I than know. everybody else it truly is but it is yeah i'm not joking I know. I, I mean, I, I thought it was a beautiful creature, too. What is... Now they're in some power plant? With some guy named Bucky. Bucky? <laughs> How do you like him? Wait, why is... Oh, okay. So I think what's happening is Michael's wanting to turn the power off so nobody can call each other. Yes. Is that what's happening? Okay, so apparently, like, all the phones are run through this, like, weird structure outside and outside of like the movie theater or wherever they are right now yeah and so it's interesting that michael has these thoughts like the reasoning abilities are there you know oh, yeah. oh my god and of course he just has the power to throw him across the plant yeah the superhuman strength now yep full force I remember this, go. like back in the day, this was like, uh, this would get Michael Myers ruthlessly made fun of back in the day, you know, by people who didn't like slashers. And it's sad because it's like, it can be part of the fun. It is fun. I thought it was really fun, but that, that was like, stuff like this was the biggest fuel for the detractors that would say, oh, why can he lift that much weight? Why can he walk through doors? Da -da -da -da. Yeah. I mean, probably because he and Jason and Freddie have just all been hanging out trading tricks, okay? Yeah, and playing cards. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining them playing cards. Well, I mean... My, playing some my poker. He needs a little... Get it? Friends. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, he's so no... Okay, Rachel. This part's this part's creepy. Why are there no kids anywhere on this street right now? Yeah, so everyone disappeared. And Rachel's just completely alone. And so is Jamie. I mean, so is Jamie. That's so. Oh, look at that pillowcase full of candy. Right. Nicely done, Jamie. So cute. Pinch her cheeks. 
So good, too. Okay. Awesome. Shot of the pumpkin. Hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah, the with visuals. Yeah, I like I the visuals. What's up with Michael's hair, by the way? Oh, his hair's a little wild this time. It grew <laughs> and was was um highlighted a little bit. Maybe it went to California and then came back to Haddonfield. Well, my theory is that while he was in the coma, they were giving him something in the IV, and I think they pumped a little bit of Van Halen into him. I think that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Run, Rachel, run! I love Rachel. Look at her, see? Final girl material. She's you know, looking for Jamie, and she's running, she's hopping over fences. I gotta say, Rachel has grown on me throughout the years as a character. Nice. She really, like, has seriously grown on me. So I'm a big Rachel fan these days. I wasn't always, mm -hmm, but... I know. <laughs> she Something just changed, and I'm starting to really be a fan. Good, because I think she's different from other final girls. She um, is. You know, she, she is. she's... She has Brady, you know, we're a little bit like, hmm, your friends are questionable. But the way that she takes care of Jamie redeems her to me. Well, I, I would say that she's knee deep into the entire uh, preppy lifestyle as a whole, you know. But she seems to have this really good heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. That, you know, that's more important than anything else. So. I think so, too. Like, the way that she even got in a fight with Brady just to make sure she could take Jamie trick-or-treating and the way that she just escaped Michael for the record. Yeah. Whoa, look at his hair right there. <laughs> Shock value. Boom. Oh no, wait, there's another Michael Myers. Um, uh, okay. Um, there's another Michael. And... The hair has been getting bigger and bigger with each Michael Myers. And these these guys are playing with fire too, dressing up like that on Halloween. Oh my god. He so almost... also, you know, for the record, um the the Michael Myers mask and the mechanic suit, the jumpsuit, mm -hmm. that is now permanently associated with Michael Myers' original killing spree in this city. So when people are dressing up in Haddonfield like that, they are actually purposefully dressing up as Michael Myers. And who they remember from the newspaper. Yeah, and they almost just died. Yeah, they almost just got themselves killed. So. Oh my God, Michael's been to the station. Sure has. I think the kill count is going to be hard to track on this one. It is hard because there's already Bucky and um, whoever these people are. There's the too station. many uh, OSKs, off-screen kills. There's too yeah. too many of those. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no. What Look at he? that. Oh, his arm's gone. Why is his arm gone? Uh-huh. So there's Bucky and 
One arm. <laughs> one one arm Jack. I'm gonna call him one arm Jack. One arm Jack. Yeah. See, he should have been armed. Oh no. <laughs> terrible. I know. I know. I know. That's so bad. <laughs> oh no, the hillbillies. Look, they got their hats and their their shotguns and their trucks. Man, that that sheriff has like one fourth Sylvester Stallone in him. I, I was just going to say he's standing there like Rambo. Yeah. He's like Sylvester Stallone mixed with Al Bundy from Married with Children. Oh my god, that is exactly what he looks like. Do you think yeah. that's what it says on his Ancestry.com profile? I think, I think it does. Uh, do you love that the hillbillies actually have accents? Like, Yeah, they actually have accents. They're living in Haddonfield and they're like, don't you remember last time? But how, how true is that to life too without saying any names um <laughs> there there have certainly been several uh cities that i've lived in where there's a certain segment of the populace who just randomly they have southern accents for no reason yeah just like they turn left in kentucky and i don't know how yeah and we're talking about the west coast folks too oh, yeah, so basically are. That's uh, that's need to know information. So you'll have like this one group of people in town with these yeah. deep southern accents, but they're not even from the south. Oh no no no! They just <laughs> kind of grew up by the beach, and then all of a sudden said, mm, "Nope, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have some other beliefs here." There you go. <laughs> there you go. And they made a total commitment to the Coors Light. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Michael Myers was in that police car, by the by. Yeah. He's in the back. He started that, being in the back seat. Oh yeah, which became a total trope, mm -hmm. too. The killer's in the back seat. Totally there. There he is! See, even the music, the theme music changes a little bit to like, it's like Halloween theme mixed with banjo. Yeah. I really get a kick out of that, by the way. I really enjoy that banjo at random. Uh-oh, they're shooting off in Tarnation. Yes, that's exactly where they're shooting off. <laughs> and uh, I... I don't know exactly what happened. I think that they heard a noise or saw something move in the bush. Yeah. I know that there is there is a guy hiding back there. Um, we'll see who it is. Something tells me it might be the wrong dude. <laughs> there are 10,000 shots all over the garden. And where are they, by the way? All of a sudden, they're in the ruins of, you know, Rome. Yeah, I was going to say, is this the Capitol building? Like, what? I mean. What is good? Look at those pillars. It's I incredible. Know. Where are they? It's beautiful. It actually is. <laughs> oh my god. And now they're like, whoops. <laughs> killed the wrong yeah, guy. So they just they just killed a random dude. Yeah. And that was their reaction. Oops. I think his name was Dale, too. Oh, poor Dale. So Boobaloo and Brady are hooking up now. Um 
even after Brady and Rachel had that argument about it. Well, obviously so. Brady was going to go back inside. It's Boobaloo. They always go back inside. And I'm telling you now, I think she probably, be, she should have become a porn star if she didn't already. But I'm sure she did. She knows that this was the audition. Yeah, this is literally her audition right now because this is what she wanted to get into movies to do. Yeah, from the bus from Ohio. Straight from the bus. Straight <laughs> from the bus to the boobaloo. From the bus to the boobaloo. <laughs> the journey of the porn plucked young ladies. Oh my God. That's like the next documentary. <laughs> yeah. From the bus we, to the boobaloo. We should do like the documentary of slashers from the bus to the boobaloo. All right, let's do lunch about that. Yeah, I think we're going to do lunch. Oh my God. And of course, it's the sheriff. Brady, get your head in the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was great. What? You you apparently just got back from the bar that those other guys were. <laughs> I can't now. It's now it just won't leave. Oh, is this <laughs> another one of those things? Uh oh. Oh no, I can't stop it. Oh, you've got the spirit of the South in you again. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's It happens every movie, too. I love it. Every movie. <laughs> Why do they always have those characters? <laughs> it is so random. It's so, But I love it because they it's always like they do the most random things and just become, you know, go vigilante justice. Remember in um, in Sleepaway Camp, it's like nothing but hard New Jersey accents. But then oh. if you go to a general store, yes. then all of a sudden everyone in the general store is straight out of Nashville. It is the funniest thing, and I love it so much. I love, oh, Joyzy. Yeah, you are a Joyzy fan. And you, you've got Joyzy. the accent down pretty well. <laughs> You were uh, you were really showing your accent abilities all through that film. In fact, if we add up all of the different accents you've done oh, no. since we started the podcast, we would have a podcast in and of itself. That'd be so embarrassing. Because <laughs> I don't mean to. It just comes out. Well, I think it's one of my favorite parts of the show. So oh. you better keep doing it because... Your so accents oh. accentuate, oh, if no. you will, the happenings going on. Your puns could be in a podcast. I know it. <laughs> I know. It'll be the pun cast. Oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, see, here's Brady. Finally, Jamie's traumatized. Like, I don't know. He's back to normal. Yeah, redeem himself a little bit. Redemption. So do you like him again? I like him right now because okay. he's finally activated, actually, as like ah, as uh -huh. our dude. Uh-huh. Activated. Boom. He's he's on the hunt. Yep. And protecting Jamie. And 
I think Boobaloo really clouded his judgment. Oh, certainly. They they tend to do that. <laughs> so I can't remember. Ha! Your laugh just now was absolutely priceless, <laughs> as you knew that I spoke from experience. <laughs> so funny. So, um, oh, no. <laughs> so bad. On her although, shirt. although not uh, never when I never when I was with someone else, I should probably point that oh, out. Oh, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying, Brady. Come on. And what is she doing? Like now she's just like in a t-shirt, no pants. Where are you? Get your pants back on. <laughs> what? That, that's what we should call this episode. <laughs> Get your pants back on, Boobaloo. I, I mean, she's like, now other people are in the house. Come on. Yeah. She I doesn't know. care. She She's walking around like, hey, look at me. I know. But at this point, I just I need to slap some pants on her as much as I need to slap some sands into that head. <laughs> The devil slap. (laughs) No patience. I know. I know. This is, this is really good stuff. Like your, your relationship with this particular Boobaloo character in this movie is priceless to me because she's not a neutral Boobaloo. No. You know, she's not a static Boobaloo. She's a dynamic Boobaloo. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> the dynamic boobaloo. The dynamic boobaloo. So she gets your goat. She really does. She gets your goat. But no one gets your goat like the girl from Prom Night. Ooh, the queen bee. The queen mm, bee. It's bad, I know. No one has ever gotten your goat quite like she did. That was pretty intense. Just everything came out. Like yeah, every did. repressed memory from high school. That was terrible. It's like all projected onto her. Yeah, I, I'm like watching you analyze this movie and all of a sudden your head starts spinning around <laughs> and stuff. I'm you like, grew into a like 100 foot monster who was I, set on decapitating Boobaloo. I was I was honestly rooting for her to go. It was time. Yes, and She was taking up too much time. Her kill in that movie takes up too much time. Like that needs to be all the final girl running from room to room like sorry queen bee get out of my face so is she your least favorite character in the history of slashers Ooh, i think that's a that's a fun question that is a fun question uh for i would say for right now because we're watching halloween 4 we haven't gotten to halloween 5 yet yes i will say (laughs) okay that's yep. thus far. <laughs> Halloween five is a doozy. So anyone in the know of Halloween characters in Halloween five, thus far, yes, Queen Bee from Prom Night is my absolute least favorite. I, I would say that my three least favorite characters in this genre are all in part five. Oh no, it's so yeah, bad. It is. It's so bad. Oh, I can't wait. Because I actually might do a complete 180 and really like part five. <laughs> actually might. I know. I know I might. Aww. 
I don't think you'll like it better than four. No. But I think that you might really appreciate the continuity. Um, I do love that. Yeah. So, like, that's what I like about five. Even though there's all this goofy stuff, they really do elaborate on the connection between Michael Myers, Loomis, and Jamie. See, I'm actually really excited because I, I'm now remembering my absolute favorite moment of the Halloween series happens in part five. Yeah. Absolute favorite. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. It's going to be really good too. Ooh, it's so good. That part, that like two seconds. <laughs> well, I, I like to view it as, you know, four, five, and six are a trilogy mm-hmm. and they're just a really solid, strong trilogy. I agree. They are the meat and potatoes because Halloween one is just a movie, you know, no matter how spectacular it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's a movie yeah. and it's a standalone thing. But when you start talking about the saga, the legacy, right. the legend of Halloween, it's these movies that did the work. Absolutely. You know? They made it what it, what it became. Ab, yeah. I mean, gosh, this, this entire saga that people look back on today and think about all these characters and how Michael mm-hmm. Myers appeared in different eras and stuff like that. We needed these sequels to make that happen. Oh my goodness. Boobaloo. This is kind of a, a tense exchange as anyone would expect it to be. Boobaloo is going to take out the whole town. Yeah, they don't like each other at all. Nope. And huh, nor should she. Some, some good lines here. Some classic lines though. Oh, Rachel, spilling the coffee. Yeah, she's basically like, um, <laughs> excuse me, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you, and a little bit challenging, too. Like, you don't need to just be this person. Oh, yeah. So she actually tried to reach her on a human level and make yeah. her change, I guess. But Boobaloo responded with um, just not, not even caring. She just does what she does, and it's all about whatever's best for her in the moment you mm-hmm. know so boobaloo lives a hedonistic lifestyle that is based on satisfying her own urges mm-hmm. no matter who else it hurts Ooh, i just i can't i can't like her yeah she's the pants whereas rachel actually tries to think about other people's feelings and have principles and such so i'm not even sure why they are friends so I think it's only because she's in Is the, the circle. neighborhood. I think it's the circle because she works okay. with Brady. Oh, so they've got that circle thing. Okay. You know, it's like they're just around each other because yeah. Brady works there and there's nothing else she can do about it. Uh-oh, where's Jamie? Oh no. See, they're separated again. Makes me very tense. Rachel, go find Jamie. I'm really loving the pacing right me now. Me too. I really. love a slow build. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think this is about to be a really good scene right here, too. So Boobaloo found a shirt, at least. Did she find pants? I don't think so. So she only has a closet full of shirts, apparently. Oh no, 
That does not look good. The sheriff just or the. Do you think deputy. that she actually has no pants in the I, closet? I, I honestly don't think she wears pants ever. I don't think she knows what they are. Wow. Really? Hey, is this the candle that you were talking about earlier? I have one just like this. Yeah. So excited about it. We have two. Uh oh. <gasps> That's such a good reveal. Having the like face. Oh, it's Michael in the chair. It's it was Michael. Michael. It was Michael in the chair. Rock and okay, come on, that was really good. Whoops. <laughs> Look at this brutal kill. That was pretty brutal. Impaling. And then like that slow gaze at the handiwork. Yeah, classic. Not upset about that one. Though. Classic. Oh, we're not even we're not gonna even keep track of the kill counts anymore because it's it's out of control with all of the off-screen kills, entire restaurants and offices being wiped out. I know. <laughs> so Michael's Michael's been on a rampage. It's very, very safe to say that uh, this movie's got some kills. Well, he's making up for 10 years. It's spicy, yeah. Ooh, spice. Michael's a little habanero this time around. Oh my goodness. Uh-oh. See, now Rachel, we're so close to Rachel being activated. Yeah, we're right on the verge of that. Because now they know. Oops, here it is. She's now aware. People have been getting killed. He's in the house. He's got to be in the house. And now, boom, go save Jamie. Yep, here we go. Yeah, that's her first thought, too. I know it is. See, that's why I love her. Boobaloo's first thought was we should make cappuccino. I know. She's just like, I don't know, pantsless. Yeah. Yeah, she's pantsless. Check out uh, Brady's redemption here. Brady's redemption. I do like him right now. You know, this movie really has ambiance. It does. It's I'm, I'm like such a sucker for ambiance. So am I. It's more important than everything including the, the script, the actors. If they can capture ambiance, you got me. Oh, I love it so much. Bing, 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 bong, 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 bing, 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 bing. <laughs> I love your rendition. That's my favorite version, actually. Oh, my God. I think we should record a single where you do that for the whole song. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. Oh, look at him. Look at him. He's going up the stairs. Cut it. This is so exciting. This is the good Michael Myers walk right here. I know it is. It's that slow pace. And I'm scared for Brady right now. Brady, like, it's over, boy. Just, uh Cut your losses. Right. It's not going to work. He's, yep. Oh, poor Brady. I did like him right then, though. He's trying. He's trying. Oh. It's not going to work, Brady. No. You see that random uh, Rastafarian throw on the wall? Nice. <laughs> At the sheriff's house? Um, what? A little, little bit of realism there. <laughs> Random. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh my goodness. Must be Ooh. all those all those boys Boobaloo brings home. Yeah, exactly. Bring in some uh, Rastafarian rugs. So Brady just got his face rearranged. Yeah, Brady's gone. Brady is gone. And now I'm sad about it. Which, ugh. Exactly how I feel. Exactly how I feel. Because despite his mess up, he really tried to come through in the end. I know I did. I know. Oh. And, but see, right here, this is the, the final girl stuff I'm talking about. She's like, okay, where can we go? Oh, what yeah. can we do? How do I? She's She is full on in the mode of sacrificing herself for Jamie right now. Now, do you ever hypothesize about oh, what what would happen if Brady would have survived and then they would have been like the couple for this movie? Do you think that that would have made it better or worse? Um, I am not a fan of the couple, actually. Right. Like in uh, FTT6? I know. I think it... Well, FTT6, I can't even talk about Tommy. Oh, you is that the one you hate? No, wait. It, that's perfect. Five. You hate the Tommy from part five. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Like Kung Fu fighting Tommy who is crying. <laughs> but... Oh, <laughs> I love it. But, but as far as like a couple, I, they might make my list. They might be somewhere on my list. Rachel and Brady at, from his redemption point. I, I think that I we have we have trashed the Tommy from Friday the 13th part 5 so much here on the show <laughs> that I feel like writing him an email oh. and saying, you know, I'm really sorry Tom, <laughs> but my sister doesn't like you. I'm so I tried so hard. I can't. Yeah, you did. I know you made an effort. I was there through the whole thing. I I I watched you I watched your love of Tommy slowly sink into the sand. And it, because of my love for part four, Tommy. Are you kidding oh, me that? yeah. Yeah, Come it's on. no one could ever top that ever. Nope. Oh, Corey Feldman forever. Um, yes, 100%. Okay. Also, this Michael on the roof, slow walk. And he's yeah. also been. He's been working out in the hospital bed in a coma. <laughs> I know. That's interesting how he managed to fit in all that time at so the gym. I think he and Jason from part six went to the same trainer. Oh my goodness, they did. <laughs> yeah, so he's gained he gained muscle mass while in a coma. He is the only person to have ever pulled that off. And I will say for Freddie too, like I do like that he's kind of just this small dude. He's lanky. <laughs> he's lanky, yeah. and and full of confidence. Mm -hmm. Oh, Rachel falls from the room. I'm really glad you became one with Freddie's leather pants. You know what? It, it's part of Nancy. I can't. I. It was only a matter of time before I actually watched it and was just like, eh. <laughs> I love it. Aren't we covering that pretty soon? Are we doing that after we finish uh, Halloween 6? Yes, 
I think so because that start it, that really does more than scream, like the precursor oh, yeah. to scream. We're, we're going to start off the new generation, yeah, of that's slashers. Right. But but we have so many more. We've got the Puppet Master series. We've got um, Children of the Corn. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So you just named sixteen movies yeah, that exactly. we have to cover. There's that's 16 movies. There's eight Children of the Corns and eight Puppet Masters. You see what I'm saying? So we have we, wow. we got a little while to go before we do the next generation. Oh, Candyman. 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 That's really important. So so we have a few Candyman movies. We have Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Yes. We have uh several Puppet Master films, which are surprisingly deep, and one of them takes place in Nazi Germany. And it's in black and white. I can't wait. Yeah, so we're going to get into some good stuff. And don't forget about your old pal, Charles Lee Ray. Chucky! Chucky, yes. I was we're going to get into some thinking, Chucky. I was just thinking about that. We also have, we've got to watch at least the first Child's Play because that's a whole other thing that happened with Slashers because, boy, did Chucky become a phenomenon. Oh, Chucky became such a phenomenon that the very next year you've got the Puppet Master, which is actually still going, believe it or not. They're still releasing indie Puppet Master films. What? So, yeah, we're up to about 20 of them. There's a, a there's a small company who is actually still cranking them out. That's incredible. It is. There's so much love for it. And you know what? The other one is uh, Children of the Corn. They still make those, too. Dang. I know. It's crazy. It's like this company took them over, and they want them to never end. So there's some cool stuff going on there. But Chucky inspired this concept of the miniature mm-hmm. slasher villain, which oh! ultimately <laughs> manifested oh itself as Leprechaun. Leprechaun. I'm sorry, I, that, sorry, but Michael Myers' hair shocked me more than I thought possible. It was so, it was Beach Boys. He was surfing for a second there. Oh, yeah. He's got the wave. Whoa, it was, it's, bl- it's blonde. It's it's quite blonde. It's um, it's it's Donald Trump. Yeah, I am just, I I am somewhat taken aback by the physical changes to Michael Myers. That was an amazing quaff. The mask as well, by the way. The mask itself is a different color of white. Wow, that blonde. Anyway. <laughs> That was so funny because it was red two seconds ago. But um, Loomis has, so we think Rachel, you know, she's she's fallen. But Jamie right. has been saved by Loomis, taken to the school. By the way, we get a nice school scene. Jamie. Oh yes, we do. Jamie fell down the stairs, and Michael. Slow walk. Slow walk. I love it. With the knife, like the classic. Oh my goodness. Look at, here oh. comes uh, Rachel with the fire extinguisher as a weapon. Good See? stuff. See? Come on. Mm-hmm. She's using her head. Whoa, I love how the it kind of made mist fill the whole screen as the fade out or, you know, to the next, the next scene. That was really cool. Oh my so God, we got Earl! The, uh, <laughs> the good old the good old boy mob is yep. still doing their thing too. 
Oh no, they're gonna go try to get him in the school. Well, this is hilarious. Oh my god, yes. Look at the swings in the dark, though. It's very Are You Afraid of the Dark. Oh my goodness, that's the first time I noticed that. It totally was, right? Yeah, it really was. And what a good show that was. Uh, one of my faves. You know, classic Nickelodeon was like as good as it gets. Absolutely it was. Oh, Earl. Of course it seems Earl. I Me also liked uh, The Tomorrow People, that show the on Tomorrow Nickelodeon. Tomorrow People! That yeah. was so good. I really, uh, I wish it had gone on longer. Yeah, those were all some really good shows, like Hey Dude, <laughs> Clarissa God, hey Explains dude. It All. Clarissa Explains It All was such an inspiration. Like, when it came on, mm -hmm. oh, I idolized her. She was so cool and different. Yeah. Remember um, Alex Mack? Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, now I want to go watch all of them. I know. And That's salute cute. your shorts. <laughs> that was oh, good old days. Wait, how did they salute your... No, wait, hold on. Camp. No, wait. Yeah, Camp Onawana. Yeah, Camp Onawana. Camp Onawana. We hold you in our hearts. <laughs> and when we think about you, this, this thing, thing came, came apart. apart. <laughs> right? Oh my god! Well, that was apparently just somewhere in the brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll follow up on that. We'll watch a few episodes of it sometime because so I I need a refresher as well. Classic Nickelodeon is like good for the soul. It really is. Pete yeah. And Pete. Pete and Pete. Man, perfect example. You talk about a soulful mm -hmm. show, you know, aimed at a young demographic mm -hmm. with little life uh, deep stuff mm -hmm. thrown in there. Mm -hmm. Good stuff right there. Oh, I love this. This atmosphere right now. Blue, hazy, the dark road. It's hard to see. And their backs are turned and you know michael's gonna show up i don't know i think he was probably skateboarding down the road to get there in time yeah on his skateboard yeah well because he's got uh... <laughs> in california where he bleached his hair blonde yes <laughs> <laughs> and look and look how they still have no idea what's happening i know uh-oh oh look at that one look at that one. Oh, he knows that's oh geez louise this makeup artist is pretty good yeah i will say gotta agree you know i i know that savini is the top of the tops but yeah he I is i do want to give props to to makeup artists who like in a sleepaway camp who i think it, i mean probably my favorite after savini and went on i think we looked him up and he went on to do you know amazing like terminator special effects yeah he did so that's also something i love about slashers so many people that you you came to know through other things had their start here yeah we're gonna get into some serious stuff with that in halloween six 
Yeah, definitely. Especially with Paul Rudd. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my goodness, the beginning. And still the only place I've ever seen him. Which is just <laughs> the funniest thing to me, Heiseo. Hey. Oh, look at this. See, look at Rachel. She's just like, look how quick on her feet and how resilient and courageous. And she's just like, you know what? This is what we're doing. Get out. I'm going to drive. She's actually, she's doing really well. She really is. Full activation. Activation. They're penny loafers. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's fully run him down now. Do not stop, Rachel. Do not stop. Keep going. No. Oh, no. Well, now I'm very scared because oh, they're just in the same woods. This is really epic. I By am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, Jamie sees Michael's hand move. Yeah, I'm totally in suspense here. Looks like things are coming to a head. Yeah. But... You know what I like also? This movie has all of the the scene, like the atmosphere elements. You've got school, woods, house, town. Oh, yeah. All the different locations are represented. Right? Because we all love different locations, and this has mm -hmm. it all. That's pretty cool. And it even has the, the um, good old boys cameo. Right. Right? Like for people, because some people just love... My Bloody Valentine. Okay. My Bloody Valentine has the best, like, hillbilly banjo crowd, though. Yeah, it truly does. It truly does. And then also, remember the one <laughs> the we watched? We didn't cover this one on the show, but it was called um, House of Death. Oh, we were gonna. Yeah. The, the carnival one? The carnival one. That's yeah. right. Okay, so Michael's been shot 20,000 times. And hit by a truck. Mm -hmm. And yes, he's going to come back for part five. And we love it. <laughs> and we love it. So just, you know what, everybody? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There are reasons we don't know yet, okay? But it, there are reasons that he comes back. And why and how. So just follow along. These were the days of, like, the ultimate moaning and groaning from critics at this point who thought that they successfully escaped the genre, like they would never have to watch these again after the early 80s. Right. And then they just came screaming back in their face. It's kind of funny. I love it. So all these movies got half of a star. All of the Halloween sequels from this era, all the Friday the 13th, and all the Freddies. Well, you know what? Those people have their suits on way too tight. Yeah. And... Like, and this is all they would say too. This is literally all they would say is, "Oh, he just got hit by a truck and shot, and and now he's gonna live through that." This is stupid. Well, you know, you that's know all. What? That's all they would say. They somehow missed every other thing going on in the movie. In that case, I would throw some boobaloos at them and just you know what, because they need to loosen up. There you go. Throw some boobaloos at them. <laughs> so. All right, now, now, what, whatever, whatever's happening right here POV. is 
is just amazing because this is perfectly mimicking the first scene in the original Halloween. So someone has a, a mask oh, on no. with two eye holes cut out. Ooh, could it be? Who could it be? Loomis. Something is in just the house. happened. Loomis, what's going on? Oh, it's Jamie. It's Jamie. It's Jamie. Jamie. Oh, look at Loomis's reaction. No. No. He should have gotten an Oscar nomination for this. Absolutely, without Ooh. question. Oh, they can't. Oh, listen to the breathing. Okay. Oh my What a God. note to end on. I have goosebumps. Excuse me. Yeah, that was mesmerizing. So it ends. And it ends in silence. Mm. This is a beautiful thing. So, wow, a lot to unpack here. And uh, Michael Myers was played by George Wilbur, too. It's worth noting. Um, so different Michael every time now so far. Oh, so good. Crazy. So Nick Castle was the shape, and then Dick Warlock played Michael Myers in part two. So now we have George Wilbur. So at, when we're done with this series, I think we'll do a nice conversation where we sort of compare and contrast the different Michaels. Yeah, I think we should. I mean, shape is going to be... Well, he's going to win, but... But it's, it is interesting to, to talk about the differences between yeah, I think the there's approaches. A, a lot of fun to be had. Because they are they all act very differently. Uh, and some wear platform shoes. I know. Those are my least favorite ones. <laughs> so two and going. five are like my least favorite Michaels. Ooh, I don't remember him in five. Oh my god. The second you see him for the first time, you're gonna understand why I have been dreading part five. I'm so excited because the moment, the moment that happens that I love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the moment, yeah. the moment for sure. And I love that <laughs> moment too. I, I think that just the inclusion of that moment actually redeems the entire film for me. I know. So, so... I'll always love it because I am so utterly invested in the storyline at this point that they could do no wrong in my book. Just keep pumping these out and, and I'll keep, you know, I'm, I'm coming to the table. I love, yeah, the more the folklore that gets added. And of course, Tina is your favorite, right? Well, Tina, <laughs> Tina, Tina is an issue. Tina is going to be an issue. I, I wouldn't say that she, her presence is prohibitive. At one point it was for me until I really got over it because I actually used to refuse to watch that movie because of Tina. She's polarizing and I cannot wait because I can't, remember if I actually like her or not well yeah so like the long story short is that um in the early days of the internet when we had all of these fun message boards that people would go back and forth on about things yeah uh, the original Halloween message board yeah yeah big big shout out to the original Halloween message board that was the greatest place to discuss slashers and there were some great people in the community and uh and it was good and i used to write articles for them Very back cool. in the days and uh 
And we used to discuss these movies on the message boards and your account was called Freddy's Attorney. I know. Your account was called Freddy's Attorney. That is great. I still have emails from them from when they were wishing me happy birthday every year. Oh yeah, me too. Right? That feels good to see those emails too. Oh my goodness. So the the theme song came on right right at the very end of those credits. Halloween mm-hmm. 5. Hey, Halloween 5 is also in my AMC subscription. So that's going to be ready for next time. Hey, nice. Nice. Oh, I'm very excited. All so, right. yeah, we got to unpack this thing. Where so, do we even start? What a great uh, movie, first uh, of all. I want to start with Jamie. I love her. I think perfect casting. She's so great. I think it perfectly deals with the trauma from the last movie. Mm-hmm. However, I think they kind of understood the problematic nature of yeah. having Lori be the damsel in distress. So I think with Jamie, they actually had, you know, addressed what happened, but also she was extremely like precocious and and courageous herself and obviously at the end of the movie disturbed and so her relationship with michael Mm -hmm. accounted for a lot of that but i really love how her character is portrayed and the relationship with rachel and it's really um a nice kind of mother daughter thing going on that they had and i i do love when the teens are given like adult situations for slashers you you do love that actually you've always you've always really enjoyed that i always think it's so fun yeah they're just like 16 going on 40 she's wearing little her little penny loafers um i love the re- that relationship how the they're dealing with the lineage and i'm very very excited about jamie and loomis it's so sad to see him so defeated oh my gosh it is yes it is really I-, I was sad. so happy to see him come back in the movie but so saddened by the state that he's in but gosh you talk about someone with heart loomis has heart Oh my god. I, I absolutely agree. And and to see him just ten years later following this this entity and to delve further into their relationship because they have yes. an obsessive relationship going on as well. And so I think the inclusion of Gwyn a little bit just a little tidbit more because comes back in five. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Oh, my goodness. We get so much Dr. Wynn in five and six. I know. We get so much Dr. Wynn. And so uh, for anyone who's been wondering, like, who is this guy and why does he keep showing up in these minor appearances? Okay. Dr. Wynn is about to explode in terms of his relevance coming up very soon. He has mm-hmm. a major arc in this storyline. He has something to do with it all. It's going to be great, great stuff. Yes. So now that you mentioned when, 
um, all of a sudden now I'm super excited to watch part five. Oh, see, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm um, super excited now. So oh e even if it has Tina, who uh, cares? Because I get two movies in a row with Dr. Wynn. And you know what I call that? A win-win situation. Yes. Oh my God. That is so funny, but I'll take it because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, the other, the other thing I was going to say, the family dynamic. Oh, we covered the locations. Do love that they include school, woods, town. Uh, what was the other one? School, woods, town. Well, they got the bar going on. And yeah, it was, it was everything. They got and the um, the like the inside the house, you know, the home dynamics. That's what it was. Inside yeah. the school, woods, yeah, town and home. Everything yeah. in everything. one movie. And I think that really adds to the special nature of having a franchise come back. You're going to come back. Absolutely. It hit all the bases. The tone, you know, it's a serious tone. This is a quest for Michael. That's right. That's right. And everyone in the town got involved. No, my goodness. Oh. I, like, I like that unity. You know, there was this mutual sense of purpose. Even, even the good old boys, like just the way Earl. that they came together. Earl, you know, they were, they were joining Dr. Loomis in the cause. The reason that made me feel so good is yeah. because I felt like, unlike previous entries dr loomis had some serious backup this time right you know i like to see that so everyone didn't spend the entire movie calling him crazy they actually backed him up yes oh it's so good well oh my gosh my rating is hard for this one well we still got a couple of awards to give out no i'm just like i'm even trying to figure out what <laughs> like where to go there can be no question here about the mr potato head award michael because, yeah that goes to michael <laughs> <laughs> there's that no goes to michael there's no way i mean that beach boy blonde came out of nowhere and it is not yeah. just beach boy blonde it has been i think fried up like an egg put back on that head <laughs> Right up just like an egg. I mean, right? Yes, absolutely. I can, I can dig it. Um, and at first, when I first saw it, I was very taken aback. And I was like, this isn't Michael Myers. What's going on here? This is absurd. But by the end of the film, it had grown yeah. on me. And I came to see it as a lovable eccentricity. I so, love it, too. I actually oh, had a really good time with his hair. So Mr. Potato Head Award goes to Michael Myers. Absolutely, Michael Myers. I mean, good Lord. Oh, so funny. So we've got a couple of other things on our plate here. We have to give out the golden machete. Golden machete. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, Jamie, absolutely all the Okay. Ooh, golden I know what yours is going to be. <laughs> My golden machete is going to have to go to Dr. Loomis. Yes, of course. Who, truth be told, will be getting my golden machete for the next 
two films as well. <laughs> I know. Just, <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, uh, absolutely, Jamie. She's just the most adorable. She's so courageous. And she has been through so much. And she's still going forward. And it's so awful. Like, it's such a, oh, just a disturbing turnaround. The end with the clown costume to mirror Halloween 1. I mean, that whole thing blows me away. So, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie was absolutely incredible. And if I can have a runner-up to my Golden Machete Award, it would be her. Okay, so then my runner-up would be Dr. Loomis. Yeah, exactly. So, actually, let's let's break the machete in half and oh give them each a piece. I love it. All right, so let's give, let's give Jamie the blade because of how sharp she was this whole movie Ooh. and let's give loomis the handle because of how he handled himself oh my god of course okay <laughs> oh, no. oh my god <laughs> so the golden machete award for the first time ever has yeah. two recipients that's right so that's a milestone we may end up having to do that again in the future Maybe. but uh as of right now, this is unprecedented. So, Golden Machete, half Loomis, and half Jamie Lloyd. Absolutely. I'm very excited about it. So, my rating is still not calculated. No, me, no, not at all. Which means that it's time for a round of the infamous segment that, oh, no. uh, that everyone loves almost too much <laughs> uh, <laughs> which uh which is is affectionately known as who would i be with oh my goodness okay and so, this of course is your segment so take it away <laughs> oh my god so absolutely uh <laughs> i'm going to say you should be with rachel okay and okay. Boobaloo, though, is causing all kinds of chaos. Yeah, she would. Like, just all kinds of chaos. Mm-hmm. So, I think that... Oh, I, I want to say... Should be with Rachel. You like Rachel's friend from the car who seems awesome and on her way to the Madonna concert. Oh, I totally forgot about her because she disappeared. I know, right? But isn't she Crazy. cool? So I think yeah, you would, she was I great. I think you would like her. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, I think I think she'd be awesome, and I think she would like you. But I well, think... what's the dynamic then with between me and um, the fact that I'm friends with her and Rachel at the same time? Well, I think I think it's not happening with Rachel because she's she's just like a yuppie. But oh, just lifestyle differences. Lifestyle to the max. differences to the max, but I think okay. that, uh, but I think that she's the one you should be with. Right. But I think the friend is at is at least cool, and you guys could at least like each other, and it yeah. would make sense. And hundred percent. You know what I mean? And it would be all Billy. However, Boobaloo's just causing too much trouble. Yeah, she does because that's what Boobaloo's do. And ooh, I think that she would just mess everything up. And I think, are there any other one? Nope, it was pretty much like a trio. 
Yeah, that's interesting because with the exception of the paramedic at the very beginning. And Rachel's mom. There weren't really, oh my goodness, I totally <laughs> forgot. Because that's the whole thing with you, but it's mostly in Elm Street because it's those Vicodin-style moms. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's totally the Vicodin-style moms, <laughs> for sure. They they have a thing going on, too. They have a, a very oh. unique charisma, and it's going to be really fun to get into Wes Craven's new nightmare, where Nancy herself, as a mom, carries on the great tradition of the Vicodin style. Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. It's going to be really, really good. So so I guess what you're saying is we have a relatively small pool to work with in, in Halloween 4. Yes, absolutely. Halloween 5 uh, gets a bit crazy, though. So Oh, yeah. I think that'll be oh, a fun yeah. one. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a lot to work with in, in Halloween 5, for mm -hmm. sure. And then in Halloween 6, we will literally have nothing to work with. Oh, that's right, huh? The, the whole movie will have nothing to work with. <laughs> that's right! Okay, yeah. so... I think five kind of is gonna carry over. Gonna have to carry over to six. Yeah, let's let's just make the Who Would I Be With edition of uh, part six a continuation of part five, where we re-examine it. Yeah, I think we could do that. Oh no, but I just thought of <laughs> I know I just thought of part six though. It's gonna be little Mikey Myers. <laughs> Who is that lady? The grandma? <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh my goodness. Oh. If only we could put it on the screen right now and people could see what she did because that is going to be such a fun moment. Okay. Oh my God. I had a feeling you might go there. <laughs> You're going to go there. I'm going you to. Actually are. I'm actually going to go there. Unless, because unless there's like one of the group of friends that I'm forgetting which um, is possible I know me too there might be like some Michael Myers fodder that lasts you know five minutes or something that we could work yeah. with I, I don't remember too much but uh, there is the uh, Mrs. Strode in that movie oh right yeah Mrs. Strode's mm -hmm. there she might not be Vicodin style, though. No, she's not Vicodin style at all. And her personality <laughs> is, like, really totally different from mine, too. I know. Totally it's, different. It's got to be that Vicodin style. Yeah, the Vicodin style I can <laughs> I can work with because it's just, like, so it's that, that cool mellowness, you know? I know. So that, that jives well. So... All right, back to Halloween four. Your, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your your final answer is that I I should be with Rachel. I would like Rachel's friend from the car, mm -hmm. but that Boobaloo would be trying to cause trouble. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. I I think that is exactly spot on. Um. And just to elaborate on the should be with, because that's like the most mystical one by far. It's like so mystical because we're doing we're doing an idealistic vision thing. Exactly. <laughs> we we are altering the parameters of reality to account for a world where Rachel and I would not be from radically different lifestyles, backgrounds, yes. and ways of thinking and being. You know, yes. because 
yes, in the ideal world where those things didn't matter and didn't create barriers, it would be all about me and Rachel. I know. It truly would. If you could just take personality mm-hmm. and principles mm-hmm. and build a relationship out of that, which of all things, what an amazing thing, you know, if only you could just do that, <laughs> then me and Rachel all day. Yeah. And you'd be taking care of Jamie and it'd be the cutest thing ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I would embrace that role too. I know you would. That's like, what I'd I mean. I'd be totally into it. Yeah. We'd be like a little like trio oh, and so um, just have like movie nights and stuff like that, you know? No. So yeah, I totally dig it. I I don't I don't think we got enough time with Rachel's friend to really have a good solid analysis for her, but her vibe even in just that one scene, I know was, it's the vibe. It was quite telling. That's what I'm saying. It's the vibe. I just yeah. she seems she seems Billy, she seems fun. And yeah. She's not up to trouble. That's the thing. Boobaloo is, is chaos. Oh yeah, Boobaloo's definitely out. And but yes, she would try to interfere with whoever I was with, mm-hmm. and she she would try to get me to come into the house. You know what I mean? I know. So, but <laughs> uh, but see, but see, I I can resist that sort of thing. If I'm in a relationship, then you know that's that's the only person I'm with, because um, yeah, you know I have I have that mon- monogamy pride, but. Uh, I would, I would certainly have my hands full in shooing her away. I know, that's what I'm saying. Getting her out of the situation because of the, the legendary boobaloo persistence. Well, but let's not forget, though, that this, it kind of goes hand in hand with um, FTT6, is that this boobaloo is the sheriff's daughter, which is also why she'd be causing trouble. Yes, very, very, very accurate and why it would be a really dicey situation mm-hmm. and why I would have to choose all of my words carefully and mm-hmm. be very, very slick about the way that I shook her out of my life. <laughs> That's, what I'm saying. That's pretty much how it would have to be. And if it's one of those situations where if I offended her by rejecting her, then I might even have to move to a different city. I know that's because <laughs> cops definitely do it by the book. And oh my god, you oh, know yes. I don't I don't want them booking me. So nope. if uh, if I found myself on the wrong end of a boobaloo persuasion <laughs> tactic, <laughs> I was going to say better finish that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't you like how i i like i finished it really quick too yeah, you did. <laughs> i was like no we can't leave it there we can't nope. leave that there. The, the tactics Ta- tactics yes yes so if <laughs> if in fact i found myself on the wrong end of a boobaloo persuasion tactic mm-hmm. then because her father is the local sheriff my yeah. life in that city would be ruined. Oh my God, I know. That's why totally it's ruined. Just like we talked about in FTT6. And yep. it's that same setup too, where it's almost like a trap. Well, that's why I think Rachel would be like long-term, but that's why I think the friend 
is fun. She just had fun vibes. You guys would just drive around listening to like 80s metal. And go to concerts, right? Yeah. Yeah, see? So, because I don't think that me and Rachel would go to too many concerts. I, I just think it would be more of like a like a home yep. thing, like a stay home and pop popcorn life. Yeah, with Jamie. Yeah, yeah. So that would be like way more, you know, sort of down home family oriented style of relationship. Like serious. But the Whereas, friend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be like every Friday and Saturday night we'd be at a concert. So I think even regardless, you guys would be friends. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like her vibe. And then, but everything else. Everything else stands. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so so if we were to compare just the idealized me and Rachel dynamic mm -hmm. versus the actual me and Rachel's friend dynamic, mm -hmm. would you agree that ultimately Rachel wins? I, I would, because I think that'd be really sweet. Like... Even though we know it's not actually possible, if it were to be possible, it would be almost perfect. It would be so cute, especially. And I, I'm adding Jamie into the equation because she'd it'd be this little family unit thing. And I think that'd be so right. cute. And I have that nurturing thing going on in me too. I know. That's what I mean. So like that would be... That would be, that'd be totally cool. I know. I'd be all about it. I'd be all about it. I think so, too. Penny loafers. <laughs> Maybe I can get some matching penny loafers. Oh, my God. How about yes. that? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then all three of us can walk around in a clown suit sometimes oh. just for fun or because it's like Thursday or whatever, oh you know? Yes. That's the cutest thing. Oh, <laughs> oh well, my God. That, that was by far the most sentiment filled I know. rendition of who would I be with? Wow. We just did a, a like a, like an episode of full house. I know. Where everyone's hugging each other. And stuff. <laughs> but it was too cute. A little picture of Jamie. I just, that's, I love Jamie so much. That's why. Yeah. She's so yeah, well, adorable. this was a really, this was really good one because I like how different episodes of mm. Who Would I Be With have such a different feel to them. Way some are vibe. like, some are like bone chilling because of the <laughs> truths that uh -huh. get uncovered, and some are like the single most hilarious thing <laughs> I've heard in my entire life, <laughs> um, because it has that magical combination of being really funny and really real at oh, the same God. time. And, and so we're just cracking up because we're like, oh, my God, that's true. I know. It is <laughs> true with this boobaloo. And some episodes have actually caused me to reflect oh my God. and think about my life. So <laughs> this has been a really, really good segment. And I'm really, really glad that we started doing this um, because you're really good at this. <laughs> well, and like this one, it's basically you become the father figure for Jamie Lloyd, which would be the cutest thing yes. ever. And uh, and see, well, you just nailed it because one other thing that we do with this segment is that we place me into all of these various scenarios <laughs> and yeah. we sort of envision me in all these different interesting life situations. Yep. Which is really fun because by doing this, 
I'm able to gain some knowledge from it. And so I'm sort of narrowing down what I'm looking for. See, and wouldn't you be so cute with Jamie, like popping popcorn? Oh my <laughs> God. That's I love it. Yeah, I can see it. I could totally see it. I know. Totally see it. Back in the day, oh my God. I, I don't know if I would have seen it as crystal clear as I see it today. Well, yeah, diff totally different time. Yeah, but today, like, this was the perfect time for us to cover this movie and to have this profound discussion of who would I be with because what a revelation. I think I'm getting a little bit more um, down home, yeah. settle down-ish. That's what, what I mean? I'm saying. Give producing, <laughs> producing the wife and child for you. Yeah, that's right. Rachel and Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that's one of your. That's one of your duties. I know. As I recall. I know. I, I'm producing. I still need to go and produce a wife for you. Yeah, produce a wife, please. I'm finding her. <laughs> so that's really fun. Oh my god! Hilarious. <laughs> so ten, 10 out of ten on that. Who would I be with episode? And um, I got to tell you, that's one that's actually going to stick with me because yeah. it was quite endearing. And what a what a really fun and heartfelt discussion we were able to have about this. Yay. So moving on to the rating. Because okay, it's only out of nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. We promised that yep. all movies made after april fool's day that we can only rate them out of nine correct and the only exception was for me yes. when I'm at, on elm street three because that was the one 10 out of 10 that we were allowed to give like one of us you know for a yes. movie of our choosing that happened to be mine so you used your 10 mm -hmm. uh, so now you have no more 10s and i used my 10 on Halloween 1. That's so right. I don't have a 10 to use either. And we did give one mutual 10 to Sleepaway Camp. Yes, we did. We made one exception because what an experience that was. My God, what a movie. Insane. Incredible. I mean, it's Angela. Come on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like Sleepaway Camp is legit in my top 10 movies of any kind um Ever. yeah i'd say so good so good and that ending whoo that soundtrack it, it, yeah yeah oh the makeup art my god it's so good everything about it is good okay so oh, what's your rating um my rating is a nine your rating is just nine out of nine straight nine out of nine <laughs> nine out of nine so so by nine, what I mean is uh, this is the best rating that I can possibly give this movie. It's the highest rating that I'm allowed to give. It gets a nine for me because I loved pretty much everything about it. Oh, and too. I am a sucker for continuity. I just think that continuity is like the greatest thing in the world. Now, if you're going to just make a standalone movie then you need to make it like the original Halloween. Absolutely. But if something is going to be a series, if you're going to make a series, you want to treat it like a series and you want to have things continue and you want to give me a reason to come back and find out what happened. Let's mm -hmm. develop these characters. Let's progress these events. 
And so the fact that Michael Myers came back after 10 years, mm -hmm. we finally found out what's been going on. Dr. Loomis came back. We learned that he was alive. Mm -hmm. We learned that Jamie Lee Curtis passed away or disappeared somehow. We learned that she had a daughter who is Michael Myers' niece. Mm -hmm. We met a new family, Rachel's family. We are back in Haddonfield. We're trick-or-treating. It's October. The leaves are falling. Mm -hmm. There's nothing about this movie I didn't love. It managed to capture the spirit of the original Halloween, which is very hard to do. It's so hard. Very, very hard to do. But this, this movie did it. There were a lot of throwbacks mm -hmm. that I enjoyed. It felt like a really heartfelt sequel. And as much as I love the Dream Warriors and Jason Lives, I think those are two of the best movies ever made for different mm -hmm. reasons. But Halloween 4 took a different approach. There was nothing meta. Mm. There, was, there was nothing self-referential. They weren't in, in the mindset of a movie within the movie. They weren't making in-jokes. They weren't okay. saying, ha-ha, we're in a slasher movie. Mm -hmm. They played it totally straight, and I think it really paid off, especially in 1988 when literally every other slasher movie was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when every other slasher movie was a total comedy, Halloween came back, delivered a serious by-the-books film, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm hooked again, and the cliffhanger ending, no. talk about the icing on the cake. So now I need to know what happens next. And that's that magic feeling. If they're okay. forcing me to be on the edge of my seat and say, well, wait a second, what happens next? That is firing on all cylinders. So a nine out of nine, I truly loved this movie. Dang, you know what? I'm gonna have to do the same thing. Yeah, I was hoping you would. I was I really to, hoping you would. Because all that hype as well. I'm like, oh, dang, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I have exactly. to. I have to go. Not, I have to go 9 out of 9. Because everything that you just said. But also, I don't think there's another kid that, uh, that I like. Like, as much as two in the entire genre. Not even entire slasher genre. Movies in general, kids in general. <laughs> yeah. I like two. And that's one is Corey Feldman, Young Tommy, and FCT4. And the other is Jamie Lloyd. Exactly. There and are Halloween. only... Yeah. Halloween there's four. two kids. Yep, two two kids, kids in this world that you like. And two kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both, in, they're both in part fours of the franchises. That's funny. Incredible. And there's there's one kid that we both can't stand, and that's Jacob. Oh, Jacob from Yep. Hal or from Elm Elm Street. I can't even talk. I'm yes. so upset about Jacob. I know. I'm upset <laughs> about him too. Um, it's the reason that we switched gears here and yeah. went over to the Halloween series. Sorry, folks. Can't do Jacob. Not gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, because we actually didn't explain that because we hit him with uh, Dream Warriors, right? But because then, it's the best ever. Yeah, it's so good. But then we went back to Halloween, and we're actually not going to pick Freddy back up. No, we're not. Until pants. Wes Craven's new nightmare. We're going to do pants. So we're well. skipping three Freddy movies. We're skipping three of them. That's controversial. 
it's controversial it's controversial because you know what as we're talking about continuity nightmare on elm street has continuity in four five and six Mm -hmm. so yes they do yes they do so what we're doing yes it's controversial but i actually think that the three best nightmare movies happen to be the heather lang and camp movies nancy so we've got part one part three dream warriors and then leather pants the new nightmare and so i think what we're doing is picking like the best represent you know the the movies that represent the series the best which are the nancy it's the nancy trilogy so that's what we're doing yes definitely definitely and and i think that watching one followed by three followed by new nightmare is like the potent dose of the Freddy experience. Absolutely. And they're the best Freddies as far as his own form. Oh yeah. Content, his speaking voice, jokes even. So that's what's happening there. And also we're picking up with Halloween four because we wanted to show how each of them came back. First, Jason came back, Freddy came back. And Michael came back to, yeah. to like keep reigning, you know, for the rest of the 80s and the early 90s until the new generation hits with yes. meta, meta movies like Scream. So we're not there yet. But because of all of those reasons, because of Jamie and how it ends and how it sets up this whole saga and following her journey, because like I'll say it again, slashers are completely underrated yes. as movies that portray a female perspective through an entire movie Mm -hmm. i mean we are we are really with rachel and we're super with jamie's you know everything that she's going through this traumatic change and then and then exploring that psychologically and emotionally and and being with her in school so absolutely agree about the the form true to form for this movie and Loomis and Jamie and Rachel, everybody there. But the throwbacks, it, oh, that always gets me. Yeah. I love a good throwback where that it's not tongue in cheek. It's like it's an homage and it's respectful. And for that reason, aside from the fact that Michael, Michael's strength is different, it's not the shape. So, right. again, which is why we're not rating out of 10. Yes, that's really important to note because, you know, there are flaws and I certainly acknowledge them. The mm-hmm. most profound of which relates to Michael Myers and his dramatic change in essence and his killing style and his movement style and even his look and some of his uh, questionable abilities However, yes, we already we accounted mm-hmm. for such flaws by establishing a new rating system yep. that rates out of nine. Yep. So we're already taking off one point for every movie made after the early 80s yep, as exactly. far as slasher goes. So that one point, we're we're using that as a catch-all thing exactly. to encompass you know the obvious flaws the first things that everyone else is going to see exactly and it's like there's no use in in 
in just going over those because we all know but but here's how we can still enjoy the movie a lot and it's by rating it out of nine yes that that truly was the perfect solution so things like things like uh the the michael myers thing and and all of that that already got washed away for me mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the missing point yep in the rating Same. system so i don't need to go further and nope. dock more points for that. Yeah. that I, I don't need to go that far. Like the, the whole purpose of this rating system is we acknowledge the obvious flaws. And then if we see extra stuff, mm -hmm. then we start going eight, nine, eight, 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 five, eight, two. Exactly. Then we start lowering the rating for serious infractions. Exactly. If this movie did not have a final girl, for example, oh, then yeah. this rating would be significantly lower. Yes, it would. But everything's amazing. So it is amazing. Nine out of nine. Very, very big nine out of nine. And so on the agenda for next episode, in case it isn't completely obvious, <laughs> yeah. is Halloween part five. Halloween part five. Halloween five. That's gonna be so fun. It's called the Revenge of Michael Myers. Let's go. Yeah. So I wonder what's gonna happen. I'm really curious about where this is going with little Jamie and what happened at the end there. My, oh goodness. my goodness. What I'm was so that about? So Jamie? we end a movie with little Jamie standing at the top of the stairs in a clown suit with a bloody knife, right? <laughs> Looking exactly the way that little Michael Myers did in the first Halloween movie. Perfect. So what happened? Who did she kill? There are all of these unanswered questions. Most of most of all, why is she behaving like this exactly. all of a sudden? What is the link between her and her uncle, Michael Myers? How is this all going to play out with Dr. Loomis? Is he going to be in a straitjacket? Oh you God. know, this thing is picking up very rapidly. Can't wait. Who's Dr. Wynn? What does he have to do with all of this? Oh, here we go. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Who's Dr. Wynn? So in part four, we stayed fully within the realm of tradition. Mm -hmm. And everything was talking about the old days and the family connections and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It's part of why it gets the perfect score. I know. Now in part five, we are going to totally flip everything around and get into the realm of the occult. <laughs> like <And> what? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of these dark forces exist, and we are going to attempt to explain Michael Myers I through mean, these dark forces. Come on. It's going to get really interesting really fast. So, but that's the Freddy effect, in my opinion. We've seen the Jason effect on how Michael is behaving and the kill styles and everything. The Freddy effect yeah. to me is the occult is kind of wanting, you know, because there are no rules for Freddy in the dream world. So a way to, yeah. to kind of incorporate the occult into Michael Myers lore is the Freddy effect. It is the Freddy effect. And I, I must say it is done rather well. I can't wait. I know that uh, that is another polarizing thing yes, within the Halloween community. There mm -hmm. are people who either acknowledge the occult stuff and mm -hmm. all of the explanations therein, or they reject it entirely. Absolutely. So you have two camps back in the days because um, mm -hmm. we don't really acknowledge anything after six. Right. 
but you have the people who would say, you know, they're all about one and two. It's like one and two. That's mm -hmm. that's Halloween, mm -hmm. where it was just trick or treat, Haddonfield, totally straightforward, yep. simple, unexplained evil, American folklore, mm -hmm. you know, stories that you pass down through generation, classic, yep. classic stuff. And then you have another camp that says, no, it's all about four, four five, five, and, and six. six. That's the trilogy. So there is a name for the trilogy, four, five, and six, but we can't actually say what that trilogy is called yet because that would reveal too much <gasps> about so what we're going to learn in exactly. part five. So we're going to get into some seriously deep stuff. We're going to be presented with theories that attempt to explain Michael Myers, explain his killing spree, and offer us a new way of thinking about him and Halloween as a whole. Ooh, Are you ready, ready for that? I'm so ready. <laughs> I am so, so ready. So yeah, nine out of nine. It's, uh, it's always a rare treat when a movie doesn't really give us too many things to criticize. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it was just fun. like a It's like, great, yeah, this is fun. great. It was a totally good movie. It was a perfect outing. And I enjoyed every second of it. That was one of my favorite issues of Who Would I Be With oh, as well, fun. by the Aww. way. So I'm really glad that this movie was able to inspire that. <laughs> um, I always have so much fun. And we also want to just continue to thank the people that are rolling with us Absolutely. for this journey. There's a lot of uh, cool people out there who think that this show is a pretty good thing. And... I don't really blame them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I, amazing. I like it too. You know, I like it I like too. It too. <laughs> and it's so it's so fun. And thank you so much for all the, the comments and the downloads, especially, and just for listening. And thank you to our new listeners from India. So hello. Yes, much love to India. Um, and much love to everyone else who's been hanging with us from the beginning. There are some fans who have Absolutely. listened to every single episode at this point. Mm -hmm. which time flies. So we've actually done quite a few of these now. Yeah. You know? We've <laughs> actually is... been at it for a year now. We have been at this for a full year, have had almost too much fun. It's so like, awesome. Like so much fun. It, it is very difficult to articulate just how enjoyable this experience has been. Yeah. You know, these movies are obviously some of our favorite things about this world Absolutely. they're so so enjoyable and to be able to do this and to connect with other people who enjoy the same thing and to give these movies the props that they deserve but also be able to laugh at all of the funny stuff at the same yeah. time and most of all you know just doing this with you it That's is so just funny. wonderful for me you know it's the greatest thing in the world and yeah. we have another excellent year ahead of us so um, we've got a lot of stuff on the agenda. We're going to go back to Italy, oh. right? We're going to cover some Italian proto slashers Can't that, wait for uh, that we call the, the giallo. The giallo. The giallo. It's its own genre, the giallo. So we're going to actually start to see some of the influences for the Friday the 13th film. So the movies that inspired the movies that inspired the Woo! movies. <laughs> I can't wait. We have so many more. So many more. So many, many good things ahead. 
Um, we may have to deviate from the schedule for some sort of New Year's thing. That's right. Not and, New Year's Evil. <laughs> yeah, not New Year's Evil. The notorious uh, <laughs> veto. <laughs> first time we ever had to use the veto card. Oh. Wow. And what a crappy movie that was. Best soundtrack, though, sadly. Best soundtrack I've Best. ever heard. Oh. And quite possibly the worst slasher <laughs> I've ever seen. It is just unreal how much we hated that movie. Well, but I still think it was an inside job. Exactly. It was a conspiracy. It really was. It was a conspiracy to make slashers look stupid. I know. So we will not be covering New Year's Evil this <laughs> New Year's. But instead, we have something that I think is just going to be excellent. Aren't we doing our top 10? We're doing top 10. Yeah. So top 10. So what that means is of the movies that we've watched over this past year and that we've covered here on the show we have different categories where we're going to rank things. Mm -hmm. It's like an award ceremony, like best couple or, yes, or best, couple. best kill or best final girl. You know, there's a lot of these different categories that we've come up with and we're going to be giving out some awards and we named it the top 10 because yes. happy birthday to me, the wonderful movie, 1981 Canada had a group of students that called themselves the top 10. I cannot wait with the scarves. scarves. Yeah, they all had the same scarves. So mm -hmm. we're going to be breaking down our top 10s and we're going to be wearing scarves. Okay, that's happening. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to be wearing scarves. And I think people are going to scarf it down. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, no. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be good. So there's lots of wonderful things to look for ahead. And if you want to go back and listen to the old stuff, feel free to do that too. Slashersandsuits.com, you know, and uh, a few other places too. They can listen to it at, right? Oh yeah, you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Pixie hey. Poison. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. So from Haddonfield to you, keep your suit on. <laughs> <laughs>